In the second grade, my church decided to give all of the kids that were in elementary school a children's version of the Bible. And when I say children's version, it still had all the same stories, but there were pictures and it was just written in a way that was a little more um, kid-friendly. Now, I was not particularly into Christianity at the time, but I was a huge freaking nerd and pretty much all I did was read books. So you bet your ass I was going to read the children's Bible. I actually tried not to. Like I read all the books I could find before that, but it just kept laying there and I really didn't want to leave a book unread. So eventually I picked it up and started reading. And after I started reading, you guys, I couldn't stop. That shit is crazy. It's like the best action, adventure, thriller, sci-fi, romance, drama, revenge novel of all time. It's fucking bonkers. I have a hard time. God, this is going to be the segment that gets me canceled. I don't understand how people don't think that the Bible's nuts. It's not a bad thing, but like there's a lot going on in that book for it all to have been literal. Because like, have y'all read it? It's like if Love Island and Survivor and Wife Swap were all were all rolled into one TV show, but it was a book from the olden days. Let me just recount a few of my favorite stories. There's one story in the Bible where there's this like really hot girl and this king who's of course like way freaking older than her is like, uh, you're so hot, baby. Like I'll do whatever you want to impress you. And she's like, anything? And he's like, yeah, anything. And she's like, cool. I want your head on a platter. And he's like, sweetheart, hmm, really? Are you sure? Like I can give you something else. And she was like, no, bitch, that's what I want. And then he was like, hey guys, I need you to kill me and put my head on a platter for that chick. And that's the end of the whole story. Why? Why? What? What's the moral in that? Um, also, I did read this a long time ago, so it's possible that there was more of a message to that and I'm just missing it. But that is really what I remember. There's another one where God, like, just raises an army of bones into people. Like, there's zombies in the Bible. Why does no one talk about that? That's so fun. There's also some, like, real messed up ones. Um, There's this one guy who God really liked. So God was like, hey, angels, y'all can chill with this dude. He's cool. Like, and then a bunch of dudes come to rape the angels. Why? I don't know. Maybe that was explained and I don't remember it. This dude was like, hey, guys, you actually shouldn't rape the angels. But you know who you actually can have? My two virgin daughters. (laughs) I can't. I can't make this up. Oh my god, please don't send me to hell. I don't- I understand that the Bible has a lot of great morals, but what- Why did they leave that story in? Did Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John not think, like, maybe they should edit out a few of these? The angels stop it, but what's the- what's the moral there? Like, give your daughters over and then they'll be saved? Okay, so there's another one about this dude who sees this guy's daughter. This is a very common theme. A lot of stories starting with a guy seeing a hot lady. He thinks this guy's daughter is hot, so he goes up to the dad and he's like, hey, I think your daughter is hot. I'd like to marry her. I'm sure it was in those words exactly. And the dad is like, hey, if you really want to marry my daughter, you have to go to work for me for seven years. Was it seven? We're going to say it's seven. And the guy's like, okay, yeah, she's, she's, takes another look at her, like, she's really, she's really a dime, she's worth it. He, he goes and does his seven years of work for this dude. 
So then he comes back and he's like, hey, so time to get your daughter. And the man's like, oops, sorry. You actually didn't specify which daughter you wanted. So I'm gonna give you the other one who's not as pretty as her sister, which (laughs) really sucks for that daughter. The guy is like, hey, that's actually not the daughter I wanted. I actually wanted your other daughter. The dad is like, well, you gotta go back out there for another seven years to get her. And she's hotter, so you gotta do twice the time, you know? So he goes out for another seven years and then comes back. And then I think they get married. But like, imagine this guy asking for your hand in marriage. And then you get to marry him in 14 years. And all this is not to like hate on the bible honestly the opposite i think it's weirdly kind of a flex that the bible is so like fun if the bible wasn't the bible like if if there if you took the religion out of it but kept the plot points it would be like a book series of like action and adventure like across the world and it would be like a bestseller the thing is um my family is still a part of the church that gave me that bible And they're a really wonderful institution. Like, I just cannot say enough good things. Everybody there is so kind and genuine. Um, I stopped attending church a while ago. Um, But the church has me on a list of people who still are members of the parish. And I guess they must know my age. Or my mom is just ratting me out, which is probably the more realistic one. But they send me cards for my birthday every year. They used to send me cards during finals in college and they sent me a happy graduation card. They're too nice. I, I feel so bad. I feel so bad that people are taking the time to handwrite me happy birthday notes for someone who is not a member of the church. But I, I feel like this must be their way to like slowly guilt me into coming back because it's working. Like, I feel like I owe an appearance. They sent me a box of snacks for finals. Y'all, that's so kind. That's, like, seriously the nicest thing ever. Um, People who don't even know me wrote, like, good luck on finals and sent me Oreos, which I ate. Oh, God, I have to go back to church. I owe it to them. This is Camelia. Please pick up the phone. So I have a bit of an ant infestation in my house now. And if you're one of my friends that usually comes over to my house, um, haha, <laughs> that's a joke. No, I don't. Uh, my house is totally fine. And for anyone else, yeah, I have an ant infestation. There's hella ants in my house. Um, it's not great. I feel like ants just kind of like come back into my life every so often, you know? Like um, exes coming back into town to like hit your line. Um, Like you just don't hear from them for a while. You're like, oh, maybe I've had my last ant infestation. I'm like in a nicer place now. And then bam, there's freaking ants on my freaking floor of my bedroom. Immediately I was like, oh my God, what do I do? So I just like started killing them. <laughs> and um kind of feel bad about that like it kind of occurs to me like I usually when I see a bug I try to take it outside um because I'm like a good person or whatever so I just like trap it in a jar and bring it outside I just can't do that with all of these ants there's just too many of them so I like grabbed some spray and a rag and I started just killing those suckers and I was like oh 
God, I'm just like, oh God, I'm killing so many of them. I feel like they should weigh on my conscience. And that didn't work. Obviously, they keep coming. They don't give a fuck even if you've killed their friends, which I do actually think is really funny. Um, It's very Hansel and Gretel vibes because ants leave trails, which I know because I've done a lot of research on ants lately. They leave trails for like their buddies to follow. So it's like Hansel and Gretel went into the woods, got actually eaten by this lady, and then all of their friends one by one follow their trail and then they also just all get eaten by that lady. That's how that fairy tale would go if humans behaved like ants. I kill the fuck out of these ants. Um, and I should feel bad about that, but I killed so many ants one time in one go that I think that it's really stinging my conscience forever and there's no recovering. Ants and I are in a bad place. Like I'm probably blacklisted somewhere on the ant headquarters, and I don't think I'll ever be able to recover. Let me, this wasn't even what I was supposed to tell, but let's do a sidebar for this, because it was crazy. When I was in middle school, I accidentally started an ant infestation (laughs) in a whole wing of my school. Let's get into it. One day, we were all bringing in snacks for, like, a class party, so I brought in cookies. But to be honest, because I'm a piece of shit, there were these cookies that we had at my house that, like, really weren't that good. So I was like, you know what? I bet people will like them. Like they've chocolate on them. They don't suck. Okay. I'm not awful. They were just like kind of bland. So I bring them into class and uh, no, nobody else likes them more than I do. So some people eat them, but there's still a fair amount left. And this was on a Friday. So I leave the cookies in my locker. Actually, not even. I left them in like a spare locker, like a random empty locker, um, thinking that maybe people would want them the next week week or something. And I come back in the next Monday morning and everyone is staring at me when I walk in. Um, yeah, so the hallway is flooded with ants, um, particularly around that locker, so they knew it was me. Which, by the way, they were like, you caused this ant infestation. And I was like, the ants got in somehow. Like, yeah, maybe they were attracted to my cookies. At least someone appreciates them. But like, I'm not the reason why this school has poor insulation. You know what I mean? The ants got in somehow, and that's not my fault. And nevertheless, they really did not want to hear that. They were like, this is your fault. You caused this manifestation in this whole wing of the school. And because of that, you have to fix this. And I was like, what do you mean? And what they meant was I had to miss classes and spend the whole day on my hands and knees scrubbing the wing free of ants. So I just murdered like thousands of ants that day. I was just like crushing them. And all I had was like paper towels and like a cleaning spray to clean it up after. So I was just like, brutally, viciously murdering these ants one by one. Um, But the more I did, the more I was like, I guess I just have to accept that I'm going to ant hell and and nothing can bring me back. Back to present day. Ants and I, we go way back. There's, I, I can't have any qualms about killing them anymore. I'm just dead inside when it comes to ants. I am so sorry to the ant community for what I've done. But this time, it's not working. I try to just kill a couple ants, and they keep coming, and they keep coming, and they keep coming. So I Google what to do to get rid of ants, and I read about boric acid, which is apparently, like, the most effective way to get rid of ants. But then the other thing is that, like, the only other use for boric acid is for sexual health. So I kept trying to look it up to see if I could pick up some boric acid at a store near me and they'd be like oh yeah girl like you want some wipes for your feminine hygiene we got you and i was like no 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 what i want is to kill a lot of ants a lot actually i don't want not looking for anything for my sexual wellness i would just like to slowly poison a bunch of bugs so thanks anyway here's how a boric acid ant trap works 
you attract the ants using some food and then they get stuck they like get boric acid in them inhale it i don't know how ants work it it gets it gets on them somehow and then it's a slow acting poison so it's not even like they just die no they take that poison back to their colony and infect all the other ants in the colony and slowly one by one they all die what sadistic shit is this? I think I'm torturing ants now. I didn't think I could get any worse than the mass murder of 2011, circa my middle school. But here we are. And I was like, God, is this what we're recommending to do to bugs now? Like, God, I wish I had just bought like roach spray and like, I don't know, hit them with a shoe or something. Because at least when I was in middle school, I faced them one by one like a man. We engaged in in battle, fist to fist, with respect and dignity. And now I'm horrible. I'm a mastermind of murder. And this is what the internet is recommending us to do. I have to look myself in the eye and think, am I a bad person? Am I actually the fucking devil for this? Do you think we're like Guantanamo, but for bugs? We torture them, we trap them, we harm them, maim them, cut off pieces of them, drown them in water, trap them in cages, just outright kill them. Ugh, I can't even make a bit here. I've convinced myself. (laughs) We're Guantanamo, but for bugs. Yeah, well, shit, that's depressing. That's not even funny. People always say that Fidel Castro tried out for an American baseball team and he got cut. And people like to say that if he had just made the baseball team, he wouldn't have gone on to become who he was. I think that's hysterical because I like the suggestion that we are all one step away from being a dictator. (laughs) From being a dictator. And this experience with my ant infestation has really convinced me that it's true. Like, if this is what I can do to a bunch of ants that are trying to get in my house, how close am I to being Fidel Castro? Because, like, I'm not that close, but I'm not that far either. I think we're all, like, a few bad turns away from becoming, like, like, a mastermind our own internal Fidel Castro's. And if this is the way we treat bugs, I am honestly, I'm honestly so worried for like what my alternate universe self is doing. Like, I don't want to know what she's capable of. Guess where I'm sitting right now, guys? My desk. And by desk, I mean table. Because my desk is literally just a table that I put stuff on. That's right, guys. Pick Up the Phone is proudly sponsored by literally just a table to put stuff on. I used to be naive and foolish and thought I needed a desk to work from home. Oh boy, was I wrong. With literally just a table to put stuff on, instead of storing my stuff, I can make eye contact with all of it at any moment since it's just sitting there on top of my desk. And now that I work from home, it's so much more than just a place for my laptop. It's where I keep my office supplies, skincare, plates from breakfast, and birthday cards from several months ago. Don't settle for a desk when you could have one single surface to hold all of your things. Choose literally just a table to put stuff on, the everyman's choice for getting it done. Online only at IKEA.com. I like coffee, but I wouldn't say I'm a coffee snob. 
I'm kind of low on the ladder of snobbery where like I don't know enough to have strong opinions about how my coffee is brewed or like what the notes in the beans are, what different regions matter. But I know when I like a cup or when I don't and I know that I don't like Keurig. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. I have a French press and I make coffee in that when I want it. So I ran out of ground coffee recently. So I went to a local coffee shop to try and buy more from there. And I usually rotate where I get my coffee from just to like try some different stuff in the area. So I'd never been to this place before. So I walk in, there's a guy standing there behind the counter and he has his back to me. So I'm like, hey, I was just hoping to, uh, you know, buy a bag of uh, ground coffee. And he turns around with like intensity radiating off of him. And he puts his hands on the counter and leans towards me. And he's like, we don't sell bags of ground coffee. We only sell bags of whole beans, which I would then grind for you. But I can't grind the beans for you because I've already cleaned our coffee grinder for the night and I'm not gonna clean it again just because you needed me to grind your beans. But even if I hadn't already cleaned my coffee grinder, I wouldn't grind this bag of whole beans for you because this is, this is a very expensive high-end bag of coffee and the flavor is exquisite and for what you're paying it would be a shame and a ripoff and a waste of this quality coffee for me to just grind it and lose all the flavor just to give it to you and by the time you get home it'll start tasting like instant coffee from the store <sighs> he says that all in one go just as a reminder all i said was hey i'd like to buy back coffee please so <laughs> i'm trying to process all of this i'm like first of all first of all i know you grind a bag of beans. I'm not stupid, but I thought it was implied, you know, that I'd like to pick out a bag of beans for them to then grind for me. And then it's like, okay, I, I didn't realize that you would clean your machine. I would have happily just gone home if he had been like, hey, come back another day. Like, sorry, I've already cleaned this thing. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, honestly, been there. I would have been totally cool about it. Then finally him saying that he just like wouldn't do it for me. I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? Like, actually? And he's like, well, first of all, if you have espresso, and, you know, we couldn't even grind to find enough grind. And I'm like, Jesus, I don't have espresso. If I had an espresso machine, I'd have a fucking coffee grinder. And I wouldn't be here. And he's like, well, if it's a gift for someone, then I guess it doesn't matter. Because, like, whatever. If we're just giving it away, you don't really care how good the coffee is. And I'm like, whoa, now we're, like, making up scenarios where I, like, don't care about my friends and I want to give them some, like, bad-tasting coffee. Like, whoa, 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 sir. I I'm just kind of standing there blinking. And he, he then kind of goes on another rant about the virtues of grinding coffee immediately before you drink it. Um, and that grinding it and then having that sit is the original sin of humanity, basically. And um, I might as well condemn myself to a life of, you know, curing coffee if that's what I want. Which I disagree with. I'm sure it is better. But um, as someone who makes coffee with a French press with coffee that's been pre-ground, there's definitely still flavor, you know what I mean? Maybe it's stronger, but, like, it's not like you're tasting nothing. But somehow, in the middle of all his assholery, that jerk convinced me. I don't know what it was, because I walked away being like, he's the worst, and I immediately told everyone in my life, like, you'll never believe this guy just, like, yelled at me, blah, 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 blah. But damn if I didn't go home and Google coffee grinders. 
whatever he said really got through to me. Like he put the fear of God in me that if I wasn't fresh grinding my coffee, then I was just like missing out on this whole world of coffee. He influenced me and I caved and I bought a coffee grinder. And guys, I know you're thinking things can't take a turn for the worse. They're already out worse. But no, we take another turn in a direction that no one is expecting. I place an order for this coffee grinder. And then I get an email from Raj Jana at Java Press. Hey, my name is Raj. I'm the founder and chief brewing officer here at Java Press. Now there's a selfie of him inserted into the email. To start things off, I'm beyond thankful to have you here. He goes on to explain more about why he started this coffee grinder company. I don't read the rest of it. I'm like, okay, they're trying really hard with this uh, marketing. Then the next day, I get another email from Raj Jana at Java Press. Subject line, your most important coffee decision? Here he just waxes poetic about coffee grinders, obviously, because that's what he sold me. I get another email the next day. Subject line, almost on your doorstep. Now I'm like, okay, I guess this still makes sense. You know, they're like, your shipment is arriving soon. Here's some instructions. Here's where you can find some more stuff about it. Someone on marketing is, is putting in their hours. But then my coffee grinder arrives and I still get another email from Rajjana. Subject line changed my life. This one I'm gonna read out. Hi, in quotation marks, what the bleep is wrong with me? I sat behind the walls of my cubicle, facing spreadsheets and a ton of emails that were waiting for my response. I sat there stressed, frustrated, and overwhelmed, not knowing how I got here and why. About two years ago, I was that guy with a desk job caught up in the daily race. I was always playing catch up. It got to the point where I was sacrificing time with my family, my health, and anything that made me happy. I realized I needed to be better. As crazy as it sounds, my grinder and French press helped me experience a new level of happiness in the morning. But there was one crucial piece missing. Can you guess what I was doing wrong? More on that later. Guys, he doesn't even answer the question. (laughs) He's throwing it to himself in a future email. The next day, Rajjana, the best beans on the planet. The next day, coffee that makes a difference. The next day, our first expensive video. The next day, why I started Java Press. The next day, drinking coffee on a boat. He signed this one smiley face Raj. Now I'm like, are they the most committed company marketing department I've ever seen? Or am I about to marry Raj Jana? It keeps going. The next day, subject line, the key to happiness. The next day, the only coffee gear you need. The next day, granting wishes with make-a-wish. The next day, where does coffee come from? The next day, feeling grateful, smiley face. In this one, he says, I am honestly blown away with gratitude. You guys make my day with emails like these, so never stop sending them, multiple exclamation marks. And he has a definitely real email from, I I don't know, I guess a customer. The next day, email, subject line, how to taste coffee. The next day, the best tasting coffee on planet Earth. The next day, why I happily pay over $20 for a bag of beans. The next day, how much coffee should you grind? The next day, my dad sent me a selfie. You may have already guessed it. It features a selfie of his dad in a boat on the river, which honestly looks like he's having the time of his life. Very happy for you, Mr. Jana. And this also prominently features the hashtag stay grounded. The next day, what makes our coffee club special? Guys, it's been almost a month. How many days do you think they can keep doing this? 
Rajjana, are you okay? If you're out there, I just want to know, does someone have a gun to your head when you write these? And if Rajjana, the founder of Java Press Coffee Grinder Company, doesn't actually write these himself, does someone at that company get paid to impersonate Rajjana? Like, do they have a Rajjana, like, tone and dictionary that they have to use to write these? Anyway, the whole thing has been such a ridiculous ordeal that it... If I had never walked into that coffee shop and never gotten yelled at, I wouldn't now have to read Raj Jana's daily blog post about the state of his happiness. And while I do wish him all the happiness in the world and plenty of great coffee, I don't really need to be around to hear it. You've reached the voicemail of Camellia. Please hang up and dial again. For listening to this episode of Pick Up the Phone, our show would not be possible without the support of our amazing team. Our executive producer is Camelia Pastor. Our audio editor is Camelia Pastor. Our graphic designer is Camelia Pastor. Our marketing team, Camelia and Pastor. Sales and analytics, Camelia Pastor. And of course, this season's intern is Camelia Pastor.